They want attacking purpose for football all the time. Now we're going to have backs against the wall and we're going to fight and we're going to fight hard. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. A marvellous kick. That's as good as you'll ever see. And puts Graham back in front. I don't know about you guys, but if I see one bloke walk out of here, keep a pack of back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. From inside the centre square, boys kick the goal. Boys kick the goal. From inside the centre Hey folks, welcome to Danny Boyd, the greatest podcast about the greatest football club with the greatest guests and the greatest co-host. I'm Danny McGinley. Tom Boyd's with it. Happy birthday, Tom. Thank you. 27, um, going on 50. Um, <laughs> at a four-month-old up probably five times last night. Hey, now this is what I want to hear because so I've seen photos of your gorgeous daughter and I, and I get clucky, but you know, that ship sailed, had the vasectomy. <laughs> I need to know how many times you were up and, and the horror. She, um... Yeah, it wasn't a horror thing, more just interrupted. Um, she's just very squawky at the moment. Um, but I think we also, as a, uh, as a good segue into the, the start of the conversation today, my sister has betrayed this podcast. She has, she has, yes. Yep. We need to talk about this. We Let's do. bring in our guest, uh, 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 ABC journalist, uh, uh, all-round writer. What else do you do? <laughs> What do you mean? I don't know. Kato Halloran, <laughs> welcome to Danny Boyd. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, media mogul. Um, yeah. uh, f- fighter of Twitter trolls. Yes. <laughs> lifelong. Oh, you're in the Twitter fighting game. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. she is like, she's the, the general pattern. <laughs> so when you see like Shawno74777777 <laughs> saying bad stuff, you go... I'm going to get this. No, guy. it's actually With the opposite. Uh, Kate just needs to tweet anything <laughs> like, your potato cakes are nice. How dare you? You fat mole. What would you know? Women shouldn't be on Twitter. Women shouldn't eat potatoes. <laughs> Humans with emotions probably shouldn't be on Twitter either. I don't think Twitter's shocking. So, How yeah. many of them have Aussie flags in their bios as well? Have you yeah. noticed that? Or a car. Yeah. Or just when, when, they've, when they've had so many accounts, they don't even bother to put a profile pic because they know they're going to be cancelled. It's just yeah. an egg. That's why I said so many numbers because the amount yeah. of them they put yeah. on there. It's like, so do you remember this strange like <laughs> slew of numbers you put in your profile? <laughs> Yeah, and it's, it's weird even the, the ones who, like, they've got maybe a, a dinosaur and they're called, like, you know, Velveteen Thinker or yeah. something. Oh, and yeah, going, true. And then they're going, you, you know, have some decorum and you're going, hang on, why are you, you're a rabbit. Am I, <laughs> am I arguing with you or your split personality? Yeah, what, what are we doing here? And my mate Dave Thornton has one of the greatest bits of stand-up about this. He goes, the problem is everyone's equal on Twitter. Like you just put up a thing and it, you've got the same credence. <laughs> the problem you is should get a equal. font based on how intelligent you are. <laughs> and he's got a great bit of, uh, you know, if you read some Times New Roman, you go, wow, Dr. Stephen Hawking's commented on my post. <laughs> <laughs> but the rest just get wing dicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah shout out to Thorno. Anyway, so yes, um, I saw your sister, Tessa Boyd, friend of the show, outside the MCG on Sunday wearing a Carlton Blues scarf. What the hell? Yeah. She we, played for the Bulldogs. <laughs> She's like, she should be like me. Really? She, yes. She should have been converted. Absolutely. <laughs> not the case. Anyway. I, I pulled her up on it and do you know what her justification was? I've got a Bulldog scarf at home. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
nowhere to be seen. Oh god! I have a Hawthorne scarf at home because I use it for for my dumb sketches. <laughs> Doesn't mean I have any respect for that horrible cesspit of a football club. I yeah. appreciate that. Without going into too much detail, Tessa had a bit of a tough weekend. She's got some neighbour issues. Um, so I she, uh, she, was she supposed to be on neighbours and it got axed. Yeah, yeah, actually, that was <laughs> her whole weird. life plan. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I obviously, as a supportive brother, spoke to her quite a lot over the weekend and didn't miss when I called her on Sunday night to tell her how bad the Blues were either. (laughs) Is is that the worst loss that you can think of? That's not losing a final. Probably the worst home and away loss. Because it was. It was an elimination final for them. To be up against your arch rivals and to kick six points and then to lose by a point. And to be surrounded by happy Collingwood fans. Can you imagine anything? I'm I'm putting that out to the listeners. If you can think of a worse, I'm not talking an imaginary worse because we can all imagine it worse than that. But I can't think of- Is that the worst loss? Yeah. Home and away loss, obviously. It's got to be, yeah. All right, let us know on the socials. (laughs) Well, I just know I was ecstatic. So ecstatic. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't it weird going for Collingwood? Oh, I felt dirty. Yeah. It it was like- it, the other thing about, um, like, w- when you finish the last round of the year, right, if you're playing finals, not so obviously the stakes are raised because if Carlton had won, we wouldn't have made it. But mm-hmm. when you actually have finished, like, I have experience playing basically on the Saturday and then, you know, potentially the, the, the outcome of the game dictates who you play the next week. It's very weird finishing a game of footy and being like, I need to watch this game. Mm. Yeah. And to see the dogs guys in Tassie cheering... Yeah. Like, as to your point, Collingwood won, which must make them feel a bit interesting. But <laughs> it's a wild, it was a wild finish of the year. Oh, man. It was, I mean, the AFL and Channel 7 must be so stoked with how it all ended. Oh, that's what I said. I said, this is a, this is a marketing delight. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is going to make a huge splash. You've got two of the most, like, historied clubs going against each other, arch rivals, you know, to to basically, well, Carlton sort of fell off a cliff after about round 10, but um, <laughs> yeah, to, uh, to end the season, I must have, been, must have been so happy. Whoever's the sponsor behind Jamie Elliott as he kicks a goal must be so stoked because oh. that goal's going to be replayed <laughs> forever. I can't believe he didn't handball it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that at the time. Oh, that Who is, was open? That, was it? Well, uh, yeah, Ginevan standing like would have run into an open yeah. goal. God, a Ginevan would have celebrated better. Yeah, he should have hand passed. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, yeah, and, and also he's had so much negative attention exactly. for that to be rubbed in the blues. Yes. Space. It's like this this guy who's been the heel of the competition for the last like six weeks. <laughs> Very unjustified. Like, I actually love watching him. I yeah. love him. I love it. He rolls up a little bit, but like he's as a small anyone forward, should. They, yeah, that's like, what they do. And like the Tom Papleys of the world. They, like, yes. It, like think about him. Stephen Milne, like all mm. these guys who are small forwards. They have to be no, a Stephen Mill's no good. No, we don't <laughs> talk all about dep- him. It all depends on which <laughs> club you play for, whether I like you. Well, it's weird that I like Ginevan, admittedly, because Magpies haven't beaten the Bulldogs yet with Ginevan in yeah. the side, but I'm sure I'll hate him soon enough. But Papley, I don't mind the Swans, so, you know, that's fine. But if Papley played for the Demons, oh. what a prick. Yeah. <laughs> Worst yeah, human yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine him in a Demons jumper too? Yeah. Totally can. It's very oh. easy. But, yeah, so what is with the AFLW players not going for the Bulldogs anymore? Hayley Wilds, premiership player, was at one of my gigs recently. Uh, she said she goes for Collingwood. Nikki Callanan, who we, we've had we've her on had the Nikki show. On, yeah. she, was, she go, Well, she works for the Saints, but her family go for Collingwood in the men's. What is – what, Kate, what, you're, you're, an, you're an expert on <laughs> AFLW – What's with these ladies? 
Well, it's bloody rude is what it is. Correct. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That that disturbs me really because it sort of, you know, comes off the back of all these players leaving as well. If we look at the – I know that we don't want to go straight yeah. into the negatives, but, I mean, I was at Captain's Day the other day looking around Marvel and we've got <laughs> Katie Brennan captaining Richmond. We've got oh. Emma Carney captaining North. Oh. We've got Meg McDonald, Geelong, Bonnie Toogood, Essendon. We basically supplied the whole competition with Captain. We're a feeder club. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually think that's – it is an interesting conversation, right? It's like at what stage does the AFLW get to the solidified, no additional teams? Like what's the end date where it goes, okay, this is day one of the full competition? And then how do you build this the actual sort of loyalty or history to the club? Mm-hmm. Because that exists more in the, the men's league than it does. It's much harder to move for yeah. starters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, know what they, do you know what I reckon the AFL's going to do? Do you know what I can just see this happening? They're going to just add more clubs to yeah. keep stealing. So Ellie Blackburn's going to play for the Darwin Tassie. Crocodiles. <laughs> well, I think Ellie is managed by the same manager that I have. So I'll be continually pestering him to make sure she stays. <laughs> well, she got a big offer from she Sydney almost left. in the off-season. And apparently the rumour I've heard, so, you know, no better place to give an unsubstantiated rumour than on a podcast. <laughs> but uh, I believe Bonnie Toogood uh, was given a car by one of the Essendon sponsors, which is legal, Ooh. not part of the salary cap or anything. Yeah. But uh, that's what that's why she left us. That has a real Bulldogs feel about it. Yeah. Richer club swans in and offers, you know, out of the salary cap bonuses. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know... the. Bulldogs also, have, you know, got a history of poaching high draft picks one year after they joined the competition. <laughs> oh, what, once. what car did we give you? <laughs> you were uh, given a broken down Datsun 180Y. Well, uh, I'm a loyal member. Rented. I'm a loyal member of the airport Toyota. Um, not given cars, purchased cars, but yeah, I just buy from Mitch's old man's. Oh, of course. So Steve Wallace. I was sponsored. Yeah, no, I'm not sponsored by them. I uh, yeah, I've always bought from Steve. So. So, yeah, we've we got to get him on, Steve. We do, yeah. Do I have to buy a car to get him on? <laughs> yes. <Is> that, okay. <laughs> and you'll have to please, wait two years for it to arrive. Please so. subscribe to our Patreon so I can buy a car and we can get Steve Wallace on. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, on the uh, on the loyalty front, I think, like, what is the what is the amount of time you need to spend at a football club before you have to barrack for them? Mm. Oh, great question. Yeah, there's a formula. Probably yeah, I feel this. like we can solve this in the next five minutes. Um, because, say, for Tessa, she didn't play a game yep, so in one season. It's like, yeah, you dipped your toe in the water. Which would be jump. fine, but her brother is a Bulldogs hero. <laughs> Champion, yeah. Yeah, she loves being told that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like, Boydie, I assume you go for the Nunawading Spectres because your sister is a Nunawading Spectres legend. Yeah, I mean, I played there <laughs> as well. But All right. Well, yeah, but did you really? You are absolutely the Tessa Boyd of Nunawading Spectres. No, I played there for six years. So six years. <laughs> Seniors? Little different. Uh, no, I got yeah, drafted see? to play footy. Look at um, him, just <laughs> dip, stepping on his sister's toes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, what, what do you think? Because, well, like, there's there's a lot of obviously a lot of change in the mm. uh, the AFLW in terms of clubs, and as you mentioned, we seem to supply the best talent <laughs> to the high entire league. What's yeah. the, what's the actual uh, you know the exclusionary uh, characteristic <laughs> that means that you've been at the club X amount of years or X amount of games? Yeah, it's it's almost like father son. Like you have to play a hundred games to just to. Yeah, qualify for that, or one for <laughs> AFLW. But you know, two hundred games is life membership. Ten games is you have to go for this club. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I know we're here to talk about AFRW, but I heard Adam Trelaw the other day saying, you know, when I retire, like, 
who would I barrack for? And he's, oh, but he's still contracted to the club, so he's yeah, got Yeah, but a, then he said, oh, probably the Bulldogs. And yeah. I'm like, what do you mean probably? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be us. I think Leon – I remember Leon Cameron said – he was asked when he retired from Richmond, who would you go for? And he said the Bulldogs. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's the case now until he comes he back as assistant. He did spend 17 years at the club. And like five years <laughs> yeah, at Richmond, true. though. Yeah. So – then he came back as an assistant. What do you yeah, think, right. Tom? Because you're kind of the better one to answer this. Well, if you win a premiership, you have to go for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whether you like it I or not. I can't go around like parading the blue scarf. I'll, 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 I'll get assassinated. Like, <laughs> you probably just, would. You'll just be an obituary in the uh, Carlton supporter, Tom Boyd. <laughs> well, I think that it would also be like, Tom, you've got a great relationship with your psychologist. I think you know, if you going back to supporting Carlton, she would just be like, no, this is really toxic <laughs> behaviour. Yeah, possibly. You can't do it. Did which you could see on my uh, new TikTok this week, by the way. It's, uh, I put it up this morning and it's barely got, it's barely got anything, so I'm putting a thing up. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving a shout-out on the pod. Hey, look at my TikTok because it's funny. <laughs> at Danny McGinley. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. go look at Danny's TikTok. He's very <laughs> fond of it. Um, he's, uh, but yeah, so what do we got? So uh, 10 games, you reckon, or five? I think it's probably more season-based, to be honest. Like, it's probably more of a time thing because, like – you know, some players. I mean, I can't remember exactly what the exact number was, but I think Nathan Vardy played seventeen games in like seven seasons at Geelong. Okay, mm-hmm. and then he went to West Coast. You'd imagine he probably barracks for Geelong. If I had to guess, can, you can go for two teams if you played for both of them. But mm. it, there's difference. Like, I'm not a huge barracker. No, as you know. Um, but if I was to say which club would I support, if Carlton and Western Bulldogs playing each other, it'd be the Bulldogs, obviously. Better yeah. be. So, yeah, <laughs> God, so. Guys, this podcast is an I absolute sham. I didn't know that was a question. Like, <laughs> I've just got a closet full of Carlton stuff at home. <laughs> um, but that's that. I think yeah, you can follow both. But it's like which is like when it comes to the crunch and the two teams playing each other, who are you going to back for? Mm. That's the difference, I think. Well, could you bring yourself to cheer against Mitch Wallace? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do it every day. <laughs> I'm, I'm eternally on Emily's side. He's, uh, oh, his of wife, course. So, um, so no, if, I couldn't back against Mitch. So if the dogs weren't playing, you'd back for Carlton. Uh, oh, don't really care about Carlton either. To be honest. <laughs> what about Carlton v GWS? You played for G. Oh yeah, uh, would you go for GWS at all? No, nah, ever, never. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's good see, that's actually an interesting one because like. Um, because I moved, then they became our rival. Yeah. It's like I almost have like less love for them because I played for them. Yeah. 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 Which is a weird thing to say, but anyway. <laughs> well, maybe that's how Tessa feels. We did finish bottom <laughs> that year. Oh, G- GWS. Mm. You said we. I suppose you were part of it. Yeah. yeah for, I'm just trying. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. reading into things way too much. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, but I mean like, – Maybe we actually get into the AFLW instead yeah. of just talking right. about it. Oh, let's do a very quick preview. of. Uh, so we're playing Frio over there. Frio yes. towed us up um, at Docklands a couple of weeks back. You f- it, 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 this feels exactly how I felt going into playing West Coast in 2016. <laughs> like yep. going, oh, we got no hope here. Yeah. I, like I think back to, can't remember exactly what season it was, but where Richmond won like 10 in a row to make the finals. Yeah, I think this is 2014. Something like that. And then they get thumped by and Port Adelaide. Thumped. We didn't have that same like build up to our, you know, our grand final is round 23. We played a pretty underwhelming Hawks team, got over the line mm. and really they sort of 
grand final of the the end of the home and away season was actually the Carlton Collingwood game as mm-hmm. opposed to yeah. being us. So I don't think we're going to have that sort of emotional crash that Richmond would have had. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. And so, Richmond played the next week. They didn't have the break. That's back right. Then. Yeah, and that makes a difference too, I'd say. But look, I think we deserve to go in as pretty heavy underdogs, yep. which is fine. We like that. Mm. Um, and then the travel and, yeah, the, I mean, the Freo supporters are going to show out, you'd imagine. So. Yeah. And they, they can be a lot more obnoxious than you realise. Oh, Everyone yeah. just assumes yeah. West Coast are the worst. But are Freo worse <laughs> than Freo Eagles? Freo pretty bad, yeah. Really? They, who's yeah. worse? Uh, well, in my experience, um, both are pretty average. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, the Adelaideans aren't much good either. Oh, go on. Yeah, no, this isn't the question, though. No. Who, who's uh, worse? Who's worse? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I tell you what, here's the... It, Whoever, so probably Frio at Subi is like my most visceral memory of like bad supporters, like round 23 or whatever. Oh, it was. Pavlich's. Yeah, Pavlich's last, last game. game. That was, but the other thing is the dugouts were like in the stands then. Yeah. Like yeah I was yeah, basically yeah. sitting with their supporters. <laughs> but then now. Boy, you, come come and have a spell. Sit with the cheer squad. Oh my God, it was horrible. Come off the ground. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Leave and, me out there. And like, I just remember it so viscerally because I injured my ankle in the first quarter and then I went in, got it jabbed a few times and came back out and I was doing run-throughs. Oh, never fun. Like oh. next to the, like right next to the stand, I'm talking to the physio and they're just abusing me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now, I mean, at Optus, you can pretty much hide underneath because you sort of walk down into the dugout there at the brand new stadium. So, yeah. You can, you've got your own private... Every, every player's got their own private room. <laughs> yeah. You just go out into the Eastern Conservatory. Yeah. I, like, the thing that I have said, I think, before is that the heckling at Marvel is really bad because it the sound drops really quickly so you can hear the individual comments. Wow. At the G, there's more... And I would say at Optus... And too. you can hear the individual comments. I'd like to formally apologise <laughs> to Ryan Griffin. <laughs> 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 you, you probably have to apologise to more than just him. Yeah, so. I know, but he's the one I feel bad about. Yeah. Um, whereas at the G, and also I presume at a full Optus, you sort of get this rever- reverberation of sound. So it's just hard a wall to make of noise. Yeah, like the worst place to get heckled is in Tassie. Like Launceston's shocking because um, you can hear everything. Wow. It's, you know, outdoor, everyone's close. Yeah. Small crowds. I mean, uh, what about Ballarat? Yeah, Ballarat's, but I was about to say that. Yeah. Next as well, yeah. It can be pretty bad. So, what about at Metricon? Because there's one bloke there. Yeah. Well, if you, it depends on which end <laughs> of the ground. Shut up, gra- Steve. Depends on which end of the ground he's at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. So, uh, let's lock that in. Bulldogs are definitely going to win by <laughs> how many, how many, how many points did we win that elimination final? Well, game? what I will say is, uh, having experienced a final such as this over in Perth, uh, the message that day was silence is golden. So that's right. If mm. you can't hear anything, that's very good for us. Mm. I was just thinking, where am I? Hang on, where do I read that? Just read it in your book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? That's, yes. that's the bit you're up to. Nowhere to hide. No, no, I'm a bit further pa- past that. I'm, 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 I'm putting it down all the time to make it last longer. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, it's just a pretty easy read. When it's great. Yeah. No, I'm loving it. I've, it's many, I've texted you, remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like. Folks, if you've not read it, it's it, you're just reading about the hardship and the mental health and the th- stuff that was going through your head during 15, 16. <laughs> just wanted to give you a hug and go, dude, we loved you. Yeah. We did not. You, the, you were imagining how, how all this uh, pressure and hatred. You were in the VFL. Great. Yep. We wanted you to develop mm. there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hindsight's a wonderful thing no we were talking about it and i've actually thought about this a lot because you know there are some pretty horrendous bulldog fan forums out there like western bulldogs forum 
on Facebook. On Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do promote that in, in here. But <laughs> I, pro- I promote that. Sorry. I promote this podcast in there. Did yeah, you get well, Danny Dick had some pretty heavy feedback when he promoted the podcast in there. Did he? This is not a club sanctioned oh, podcast. No, no, that's when I sold our T-shirts. By the way, we have T-shirts. Uh, link in bio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, back to my point. Um, you know, that's kind of the place where fans go to vent. And, yep. you know, there's always players who seem to cop it more than others. And yeah. I didn't feel like you, from a fan perspective, were one of the ones who copped it the most. Like, I do think there was a fair bit of understanding, but I wonder as a player, because people are so loud when they're vicious online, which I know well, if that's what stays with you, if that overrides the more general broad support that you would have felt, I hope. I would say, I mean, the Bulldogs fraternity were pretty good to me Mm -hmm. um, across the board, particularly after 16. Um, But the overwhelming amount of people in Melbourne in particular aren't just Bulldog supporters. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I think... um, I think that my story captured a lot of people's negative attention at that time, whether it was, you know, just they wanted to lash out at an opposition club and all of the publicity around the deal size and all that sort of stuff. It's just Mm. part of the the gig. Do you know, off the whipping boys at the moment, uh, there's there's a few, but we have a lot of these young mid little uh, yeah. shorter midfielders and people are just they're just going, you're a dud, McNeil, you're an absolute dud, and you have to go, that's Anthony Scott, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, there's about seven of them. They're all the same yeah. size. Garcia, and they're Scott, all like 27, McNeil. 28, 29, 30 in the numbers. So yeah, we'll just get lost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I've noticed that too. Yep. So in summation, love the Bulldogs fans. Don't worry. Absolutely, oh. you're all great. The ones who listen to this podcast. You're good. It's and if you want to, if you have a friend who doesn't listen to this podcast, who's a bit dodgy, get them to listen to this podcast. They'll become good. It's just yes. like all social media, though, isn't it? Like as a journalist, I never hear when someone likes a story that I no. write. Yeah, no one bothers to comment and go, "Great read, Kate. Really enjoyed that." It's it's all the trolling that you hear. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I used I, to get that on game day. It was always it was, no one would go. That's yeah. really funny. Yeah, I really like that. Laugh, <laughs> if you laugh at a sketch, you don't go. You know, I better send a message. Yeah. You just go. Great. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. I'm going to make yeah, some so toast. Silence is golden. Um, <laughs> I actually, I think for me, when it stepped over the line into really affecting me was when it became like in person. Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, people uh, hate me enough to say it to my face. <laughs> and I'm like, I know that you're only doing it because you know that I can't do anything about it because <laughs> I'll end up being in the God. paper for brawling about, awful. you know, someone Maybe who called me a loser or whatever. wherewithal to say it to a 200-centimetre bloke. <laughs> wow, that, that's the thing. Because I was in the public eye, you're like, what am I going to do? Yeah. yeah. Like, you had nowhere to hide. can't deck yeah, someone. Literally. Alan Arnwood. Was that it? Yeah. Penguin. Good ad read. Yeah, there we go. Um, all right. All right. All AFLW. Right. This all right. is what we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about it. I'll tell you what, halfway through the third quarter of uh, Collingwood Carlton, I was going, thank God we've got Kate on this week because I do not <laughs> want to talk about men's football at all. Yeah. Exactly. But it worked we out well. I have a question. Um, mm-hmm. So. Has, was the draft the same time this year as it's always been with the adjusted? So it was brought forward? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, how long? Uh, I don't know exactly off the top of my head, but it was all a bit of a mess because a lot of the players were still doing year 12 as well. So of course. Was, oh. Yeah, because obviously season's normally Jan, Feb, Feb, March. Um, and I've we brought say, it forward. For purely selfish reasons, I'm really annoyed they've moved it. Really? There was nothing better than. A February Sunday afternoon yeah. going out. Craft beers. 35 on the- degree, having a few tinnies on the wing. <laughs> I know. It was so good. And now, you know, it'll still be good, but it's going to be a bit colder. And yep. yeah. And I'm not a huge cricket fan, so this was my yeah. summer sport. You know, yeah. I like yeah. it, but. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. 
Like, I really will. And obviously, they won't be playing at Witten this year. No, we're at, we're, no. Oh no, we're at Optus Oval. And for, for Bulldogs fans of my generation, that's actually a happy hunting ground. Optus Oval, that's a flashback. 97, 98, yeah. 99, we were very d- – the Terry Wallace good yeah. years. Yeah, we used to was, sit in the stand there. Yeah, it was brilliant. Member seats. Yeah, I knew it, knew it as Vizzy. Vizzy? Oh, well, you're yeah, that young. Yeah, well, I mean, we did all our Vic Metro State stuff out there. That's of like the, the hub of – That's where you trained. Yep, twice a week or three times a week, some weeks. I'm noticing that the so we've still got uh, we've still got Ellie Blackburn as our captain. We've still yes. got Thank we've God. still got uh, Kirsty Lamb who found another gear last year. Like she was a great player, and now she's an elite. Kirsty Lamb, yeah, she is my favourite. She is just a beast. Yeah. But I cannot believe her contested ball work and how good it is. She just took it to another level last year. How are we going to go this year, Kate? Where where are we sitting? What's the, what's? Give me your crystal ball. Hang on, let's build up to this. Let's talk about the players we've still got. I reckon still. <laughs> I want to know where the team's going. I know you, you're just you're, 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 you're just going straight happen. to the straight yeah, to I want her to predict the future. <laughs> well, we will. We will. We Have will. Have you looked at my tipping results? <laughs> <laughs> I'm nine out of nine the last two weeks. By this, the way, this in, year's uh, the year. Hey, I was top one percent super coach this year. And hey, nice. See, she knows players. She mm-hmm. knows players. All right. Well, but there's no bloody AFLW super coach. Can I get that on the record? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, that's rubbish. Why haven't they done that? Is there dream team? No, there's no fantasy and no super coach. That's hard. That's terrible. And they've got the whole platform there. Just put they've some, got it there. Put some names in there. They've got all the struct- like infrastructure around it. And they're terrible, greedy corporate people. So why not just try and make more money? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think it would be sad though if the winner of AFLW Supercoach got more than an AFLW player. <laughs> actually, I want to double down. This that actually is a very good idea. I mean, like I think um, I reckon that would attract a lot of the well, just the Supercoach nuts from the men's side to actually start paying more yes. attention to the the W. That yeah, makes heaps of sense to me. Yeah, because there's an independent one, AFLW Fantasy Moyera's Magic. I think he's in charge of that or right. set it up last year. He's a super coach and fantasy gun. Um, and, yeah, I had a mate, like, just, you know, old school mate, her partner. He's, you know, totally obsessed with super coach and, but hasn't watched as much AFLW and totally got into it last season because yep. he was on the hunt and the prowl for bargains. And Let's do it. It gets the, the other fans in, I think. Yep. So it will also bring in the F you, you've ruined my super coach this week conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one for players, I hear. <laughs> it's almost as good as you ruined my multi. Yeah. I was about to say. Yeah, that's next. It's usually both. Yeah. No, I think that's a, it makes heaps of sense to me. It's, and strategically, you know, I mean, imagine it would drag across a lot of the super coach nuts, which I don't know exactly what the numbers are, but there's a lot of them. There's oh, quite yes. a few 280,000 teams for men. Wow. My favourite super coach uh, sentence, one of my mates uh, said to me this about 10 years ago, because uh, uh, I, I dabbled in it and I was terrible because, yeah, you know, yeah. I'd just go, oh, yeah, I guess that, and Numbers. then I wouldn't think about it. <laughs> and then he's gone, mate, I'll tell you what you're doing wrong. Unless you spend three hours a week on it, you're wasting your time. And I went, let's analyse that sentence. you got a mansplain. <laughs> Unless you're spending three hours a week I on it, say a you're wasting your time. Oh, I know there's people like yeah. that. Podcasts, they help. Yes, no, I have heard that. The the, the fa- anyway, 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 that's not what we're, we're just talking about. The I, I want to talk about Gabby Newton because yep. she she didn't play uh, last year, Boydie. She had the Tom Boyd injury of uh, she had to get a double shoulder reconstruction. Right, uh, awesome has a time. double. Yeah, not, yeah. Uh, I mean, lo- most people who do shoulders well, a lot of the time are hypermobile. So yeah, I, mean, I'm I need hyper-mobile. to get my. Well, I probably need to get both done to be honest. Again, mm. mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah. so you can keep picking up the baby. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. 
and all that. Yeah. But Gabby Newton, she's in a lot. She's pretty much front and center of all our social media mm-hmm. because she looks like. Now, Boydie, this is your 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 people's religion. She looks like a Valkyrie. She looks like the 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 angels that would come and take <laughs> Norse warriors to Valhalla, and would dist- and and if they weren't worthy, would rip their heads off and eat their souls. I'm sure. Is that a compliment? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've spent I've spent a week trying to work out what's the least <laughs> creepy way I can say she's gorgeous. Okay, all <laughs> and right. That's the um, best I could come up with. <laughs> right, I'll just ignore that. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, she's. Um, I think she's going to go forward this season, That's which brilliant. will be interesting. I mean, we need a forward because we lost Bonnie. Yeah. Yes. Let's not talk about that. No. I did tell her she was Who? a traitor last week. Oh, did I you? Didn't, yeah. Captain, what'd she say? I said, my sister loves you and she has a badge of you and she thinks she has a badge curse because she had yours as well. You're her favourite player, by the way, Bridie. She said I had to mention her. Oh, okay. she, by the way, she pointed at Boydie, not me. She doesn't have a, she doesn't have a me badge. At least I didn't move to another club. No, exactly. And, and become captain, presumably. Ex- yes, exactly. <laughs> so every player, men's and women's, she buys a badge of, leave, retire. And Bonnie was one of them. And Bonnie was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she was like really nice about it. And I actually started to feel bad. So yeah. at the end of the interview, I was like, well, no, look, I'm really genuinely happy for you. I know you grew up barracking with the Bombers and if it was me and the doggies, I would, you know, I would have done the same. And we couldn't afford her, presumably. Well, presumably. We couldn't afford we the couldn't car. We couldn't afford the car, <laughs> specifically. <laughs> sure, we're going to find one lying around somewhere. <laughs> we, could, we, we hired one for the day, but she wasn't happy with that. <laughs> but yes, Bonnie looked at me and she was like, oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> like, tap me on the shoulder. It, so. it must be hard. Like, I mean, like when you come into the <laughs> AFL and the men's side, you know there's a commercial. Just yeah. You have to think about how you're going to actually make the most of your career. For the for the girls, I feel like they kind of all joined almost as a passion just to play the game, and now the commercials coming into it, and mm. it's all over the map because you've got you know club clubs can poach these marquee talents. It must be so hard to manage. Like personality wise, I can't imagine they came in going, "Yeah, well, we put on our negotiating boots today." No, like, no. Just, they're not earning that kind of money. like, And for a lot of them, it is about their work. It's yep. whatever they're balancing. Yes, because we lost footy. Huntington. Izzy Huntington. Yes. She went to, she's gone to the Giants. Oh, God. To, but <laughs> the reasoning was she's- she wants uh, to study. She wants to study up there. Now, that's got to be a double whammy to the Bulldogs, considering our main sponsor is a university. <laughs> yeah. And I think she's doing something like sports physio related. So something you could do there. Yeah. They use like biggest selling point. It's oh like, no! <laughs> so what's happened there? Why did you, I mean that's that's one oh. that you sort of get a bit miffed about because you know, she's had two knee recos and you know that's that's I mean that's well, a very unfair thing leg. fans say of like oh, mate, we've we've rehabilitated you and now you walk out on us. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where I sit on that camp. Go on. I mean, go and earn your money. Go and you know, oh yeah, make, of course. <laughs> I also look. I, I I like loyalty in football clubs, and I think yeah. that to the point I made earlier about AFLW, they have to get to a point where eventually yeah. there's stability, which creates you know history and then loyalty to that history. Mm. Right? Yeah. It's essentially the you know I would say roadmap. But um, at the same time, especially if you're a high draft pick or a marquee player, the you only have a loyalty to a certain point. Mm. Like if you're getting offered three times as much elsewhere, and this is a really big moment in your life. Mm. You can't really knock them for going to do that, which I think is basically yeah. what's happening at the moment. Like from what I yeah. understand from the, the sort of commercials that I've heard about, these are like, you, they're not getting paid that much, but mm. these are, you know, six-figure offers that are getting thrown around for them to be able to basically balance that with their other work. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. It's pretty hard to turn down. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think, and I think from a fan perspective, that's actually something I've really noticed about AFRW is that perhaps people aren't as loyal, like not in terms of, you know, I don't barrack for the Bulldogs or whatever, but people do have players they love at other clubs. They seem to be less. What do you think caused that? Um, I think it's partly just like the community around AFLW. I think a lot of people who are really invested in it just invested in women's sport and really happy to see a national league and, you know, want it to succeed, want the players to get professional. Like I just think it's more of a – we're really happy that this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit in my 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 favourite non bulldogs player is Cora Staunton because I met yeah. her once and she's the most intimidating <laughs> Irish woman. And I was like, I want you to be my mum. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah. old is she? She probably she, uh, she well no, I think I'm still older <laughs> no. than her. So. Um, you, you mentioned that about the community feel around the AFLW. Mm, yes. It's the best place to have the kids. Mm, yes, it's just and maybe that's maybe that's part of it for the There's time. There's no being. dickheads at the game except for me. Really, yeah. well, that- I'm the loudest. <laughs> There. That is, I would say that, like, you, you go and you feel very safe, like, especially as a woman sometimes going the footy, like, can yeah. be pretty violent and feral. And, especially yeah. if Collingwood are playing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or Essendon. Or well, I wonder if bringing in the, the final few clubs will, uh, will you know, what, will that. that bring in a few ferals? I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, that's actually a bad question, right? Because is there, um, is this sort of, like, distribution of support amongst the clubs based on the fact that a lot of these people haven't had teams to barrack for. Like, they haven't mm. had representation as yeah. a, an AFLW side until, like, this year or last year or whenever they brought the most recent intake. And yeah. once we actually get to the full scope of the 18 clubs... Which is, which is this, this week, season. This yeah. season. Yeah. And then the teams, again, for stability and time, it will still take to get them the, to the place where I think there's going to be more loyalty. But does that create the sort of more visceral... Mm. angry fan, drag everyone in, and now they have something to support through the sort of September, October months. Let's hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, 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 sometimes, like, as much as I love the AFLW, I, at times it's been too nice. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. come on, yell at the umpire. Come on, get, get involved. Get, <laughs> you're yell, allowed. Don't yell at the umpire. You're a, yeah, no, well, don't. don't you can, <laughs> you're allowed to voice dismay. <laughs> yes. Oh, i tell you what, one of the biggest laughs I ever got at an AFLW game was a, one of the worst decisions of all time went against <laughs> us. And I was so about to just give a mouthful of abuse and I just went, you know, read the room and went, I, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> See, even the yelling was out there for yeah. an AFLW game. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it's an unfortunate part of supporting clubs, but the uh, sort of contested nature and maybe that more like abuse, I think, it does drive attention and then, yeah. you know, interest and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah. I hope it I hope it does become a bit more parochial. Like, I'd love to see people really rip into, like, did some rivalries to form, you know, like yeah, proper where, where rivalries. Can we just go nuts on Katie Brennan? <laughs> yeah. You can't be a premiership captain. Captain, and she's not. Ellie Blackburn is, uh, but you know, and walk out on the club. Ouch! Yeah, I think she is actually. No, Ellie. Pl- Ellie played. Well, let's just say from this year on, we judge the walking out much more seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah now that yeah. we've got the eighteen teams, like, I do feel for the players who were there right from the beginning. I mean, we only had six teams, and exhibition games were like doggies yeah. Melbourne. So like almost yeah. everyone has played for the doggies at some point or yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> so inherently, there's going to be some competitiveness. There. Yeah, yeah, but also like there's it's necessitated a lot of movement, like just the fact that it's expanded so rapidly. So, you know, and maybe it didn't get the same understanding that 
we had with the men's, like in terms of the compensation for the teams that were losing players as well, because yeah. it was a bit of a just free for all in in AFLW, like particularly the doggies. I mean, really, we uh, got. Yeah, I mean, I, I would. It's almost unavoidable. Yeah. Right? Like these teething issues that have happened up until this point were always going to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, basically what I'm saying is from this day onwards, don't leave the dogs. Don't leave the dogs. Anyone <laughs> who leaves the dogs now, it's yeah. no, no, it's no, no holds barred. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Open we'll, season. We'll give Bonnie a free pass. Brooke Lachlan Yeah, but Bonnie was the last one. They walked out the door and now we've sealed. Yeah. It's like Indiana Jones. The, the, the gate is shut. <laughs> You're now public enemy number uh-huh. one. Yeah. But Bonnie, by the way, still, I'm so angry at you, but I forgive you. Oh, she just seemed like such a nice person like, yeah. and spoke so well. And the best name in world mm-hmm. sport. Yeah. I know. Like, because Bonnie means good, so her name was good. Too good. She's James Bond. <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy who plays baseball overseas. His name's Edwin, and he's a closer oh, nice. in baseball. Um, <laughs> so it, when he's going poorly and he's getting hit out of the park, they call him Ed Lewis. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well, I, I thought about this with Lima when we had a radio show for ages. I always said Bonnie Too Good's the best name, but apparently there is a Russian hurdler called Maria Stepanova. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> There is not. <laughs> it's apparently. It sounds made up. Uh, hey, how's um, Izzy? We, all of our Izzy's are amazing. We're Izzy yes. Pritchett, friend of the show. Yes. Uh, Izzy Grant. Izzy Grant. How's she going? Brilliant. She had an excellent season last. I know, but it has an off season. You know, she, well, because, you know. What's on the room I've seen one practice game. <laughs> um, no, well, yeah, I thought she had a real breakout season last year as a defender. Um, and I think she won the, I was looking this up this morning, 2022 Club Trainers Award, which, oh. you know, from an external point of view, did really look like she was putting in the work. Those um, awards are generally based on. Uh, popularity. No, uh, <laughs> on best and fairest voting. Generally ah, speaking, like I don't know that for a fact. I'm yeah, yeah. Say in the in the men's at least, it's like you'll get like we have domestique of the year and we have uh, know, yes. coaches. So award. Explain what the domestique is because I, I I love this and I know it, but if anyone doesn't know the domestique, right. yeah. So the domestique, if you ever go to an open training Sorry. session on a Tuesday, it's when they're running around in the polka dot jersey. And essentially, what a domestique is, um, they've got like an actual riders jersey that they put underneath their thing. So, so this is a it's a it's a um, it's a team voted award. No, but it's based off the. Cycling I'll explain. Thing. Tour de He's getting there. Sorry. Okay. All right. So all right. in riding, um, you, especially in the big races like Tour de France, you have teams of riders, and there's usually a lead rider, and then there's basically three supports. But one of them in particular is the domestique. So mm. the role of the domestique is essentially to ride into the headwinds, to give up your extra gel pack um, if you need to or if the, the rider behind you. Your job is literally just to get the rider to the point where the race actually starts, which is in the last whatever, I don't know, depending on the on the stage. And for us, it was really about who are the people that are going out and doing the grunt work, the gritty work, they're supporting their teammates, picking them off the deck, yeah. um, you know, the tackling, the harassing, the pressure, all the stuff that's hard. Yeah. It doesn't take much talent, but it's, you know, it's a massive part of how to win. Mm. So every week the players ride on that, and it's usually – it changed a little bit in my time. Originally, it was very much focused on the players who did jobs for us um, in terms of tagging or defensive roles. Yeah. Um, and then it sort of moved to like the intercept defenders who mm. really played that you know pivotal sort of defense attack balance for us over the years. And then it kind of moved to like just the best player for a while, but I don't know what it's like right now. Mm. Um, but it's a really, really good award that yeah. sort of tries to bring out the best characteristics in players. Can I ask this? Yes. Who won the domestique for the four men's finals of 2016? Uh, I won for the grand final. And? Hey. Uh, you won too. 
Did I win the prelim? Yeah, you won the Whoa. prelim. Oh, really? I think Pickin won one. Pickin definitely won one. I think Eastern Wood won another. Maybe. But no. all I know is you won two, and I That's wanted awesome. everyone to know that because you're too humble to say it. But I actually I didn't remember that I won it for the prelim. It makes sense now when I think. About it. <laughs> <laughs> after, we, after we did the rewatch the other day, I was like, "Oh my god, I was so tired." That was awesome. I went to that game. I drove up to Sydney as one of the many doggies and yeah, yeah. booed GWS out onto their ground. That was so wild. <laughs> Did you, at that game, do you remember how hot it was before the first yes. siren went? I yes. Was, it was, was like, humid. I was so sweating. Hot. I was like, I'm not getting a kick today. We've, done, <laughs> we've now done Danny Boyd bingo. We've managed to turn this <laughs> AFLW preview into the 2016 preview. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of those photos I sent you was after the game. That was just like, I will never forget that. Yeah, all roads lead to the same place. Just reliving the glory days. Yeah. Two, two old hacks. Um, <laughs> anyway. I, I, I must say, it's uh, it's getting me excited, your clear like passion for the AFLW and your, your, even your understanding of like the super coach stuff. What, what do you, in five years' time, mm-hmm. if you're sitting there as a fan of the AFLW yep. and you're popping your Bollinger champagne because everything's gone perfectly. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, not a perfect analogy, but anyway. No, no that's um, all right. It, what what do you think are the sort of key things that you like to see happen in the next five years? Because we're I feel like we're we've we've done the building mm. and now we're at almost like we've mm. gotten to the start of the race. Mm. Now's the race starts. What's the next five years look like? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think well, I feel like we had okay. No, rewind. The first thing I want to mention is the CBA because we've got a new um, collective Commonwealth Bank agreement. of Australia. <laughs> yes, good good sponsor of the show. <laughs> You've always been a subcontractor, obviously, because you haven't had to deal with the collective bargaining agreement. Just it's so painful listening to people lecture you about what you need, and you're like, okay, mate, just, just go get more money or more time off, and then leave me alone. Because it's so dumb. Like, I'll vote for Boydie as union leader yeah. if that's yeah, it. Yeah. I'll get you more money or more time off. What do you want? <laughs> But yeah, like with AFLW, obviously the players have been putting in so many hours over the last um, few seasons, you know, people taking unpaid time off work, yep. um, missing out on promotions, you know, um, it's a six, they were getting six month contracts and then having to stay fit for the next six months, you know, on their own effectively and rehabbing their own injuries, you know, it's been a really tough road, so to see them finally move towards 12-month contracts, um, getting paid a lot better, although, you know, it's still only the two players at each club who really get the high wages, which is yeah. 75 grand ish I'd have to double-check yeah. exactly. Yeah. But, you know, yes, you get sponsorships on top of it and stuff like that. But And sponsorship money uh, as a very big positive is flooding into the AFLW market. Great. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but the, my manager's perspective is it's – it's massively in, in in fashion at the moment, which is oh, great. Good. So, and, and like I've said this multiple times on this podcast, but VFL players and AFLW players have the hardest jobs in the world. Mm. Definitely. To mm. balance basically the expectation at the VFL level is you need to be as fit as the AFL players, but yeah. you've also got to work full time. So, yeah. Um, and same for the AFLW. Yeah. To your point around this sort of six months of just looking after yourself. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, so it's hard. Brutally tough. Who were, who were the heroes of the, um, what are we going to call it, the hard balling? in terms of the negotiation that happened recently because there was quite a big jump mm. in terms of what the CBA was going to look like from what I understand to what yep. it actually ended up doing. Yep. Um, who were the sort of heroes in your mind from that little piece? Well, I think um, – piece, sorry, I should say. Yeah, um, I think a lot of the players, um, you know, names like Darcy Vessio and Pepper Randall and all the ones who were effectively their sides, um, union representatives, and I think – 
they also had really good advice from you know women outside of sport as well like sure. lawyers human rights people you know just people coming at it from a gender equity perspective trying to get them to really understand what they're worth and you know, that they can ask to be paid for all the hours that they're doing and, you know, that we don't need to be grateful anymore just to be there, you know. Yeah. I think it's been a shift in the mindset from that perspective. I think the um, AFLPA also got on board in a bigger way this season supporting AFLW players because yeah. I think that's been a bit of a bug there in the past and yeah. not having much representation on the board and so on. So, but, yeah, I think they really came to the party this time around. Um but and I know they've only negotiated the one year because I think the hope is possibly to negotiate with the men's yep. players, um, which I would really like to see. Like I think yeah. that's something I would also like to see, even if we're just talking about from a club perspective, you know, I want the men to be like posting about it on their Instagram and Twitters and, yep. you know, like just really getting behind the team and that one club kind of mentality. I think that really makes a difference to your everyday supporter, just seeing that. Yep. I agree. Um, and that they're willing to push them along and, and get them to a place where they can be fully professional because I think that's when things are really going to shift. Yeah. And what, and how far do you think we are away from that? Because I feel like this is the hardest conversation to have, right? Which is mm. uh, essentially what we're saying is at what point can every single player in the competition quit their jobs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is not going to happen tomorrow. No. And it also is a very scary first step yeah. to take, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Like you yeah. can't do it without the sort of financial... Um, you know, support and structure there in place first. Yeah, which is why I think, like, if you look at other sports, like even, say, the Matildas, you know, they got a massive pay rise at the last CBA, on, you know, in part because the Socceroos agreed to come to the table and say, you know, we want a revenue-sharing model where, you know, merch and game day sales and, you know, broadcasting, yep. a share of that goes to them because we think they deserve it and also it's a brand we want to get behind as well like that's a flow-on impact for us as well so I think once we can get to that point um I mean I hope it's in the next few years like I know people want us to be patient but like (laughs) yeah you know as someone who's played you know cricket for Victoria when I was younger and seen how much things have changed and how much we struggled just to pay our own way to national champs, you know, like, yeah. like the we we're kind of owed a bit of an acceleration at this point. I feel like having been kept away from a national league for so long, and the yep. precedent uh, set recently by the United States soccer team, yes, right? uh, they're, they're now completely equal pay, yeah, women the, and men at the international level, right? At the international, yeah, international, level. yeah, not uh, not yeah, domestic, not yeah. MLS, hmm? not Major League Soccer. That's their league. They don't. Mm. No, you, they're not there. there no. Yeah. no, no, the okay. national league, no. But yeah, yeah, um, the inter, the national team, yes, have yeah. fought their way through the courts I for mean, it. Yeah. If there was any justice in the world, <laughs> just talking about soccer, Sam Kerr would be paid the combined amount that all the Socceroos are paid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's the thing. Like, they're actually marketable as well. Like, it's not just an altruistic thing from the men. Like, that's a brand you want to get behind, Sam oh, Kerr. Yes. So. Uh, on that point, I think another question that people would have is, do you think it's been a uh, detrimental factor or a contributing factor that they've gone to the 18 clubs as sort of mm. quickly? I know, I know it's not didn't happen overnight, but mm. they, they added every year pretty much until now we've got 18. Mm. And the talent, as we've ventured, is dispersed and people yeah. buy into the individuals, as, yeah. especially in the AFLW at the moment, I would say. Mm. Um, and if they're moving clubs, then how are you going to get that sort of accelerated uh, sort of interest, I suppose, of the footy club? So do you reckon the, going to the 18 clubs is 
helped or mm. hurt because the product overall has to be, you know, the, the product is the players. Yeah. And the players are dispersed among 18 yeah. footy clubs at the moment. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's a bit double edged. Like I think I think it is really important to have a team for every club because yep. I don't know, you know, and I unfortunately know people who vote for Essendon and yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, they've just had an, an excuse to not get involved, you yep. know, and I think yeah. they've felt that it's not really a league for them and um, now they have no excuse and <laughs> they yeah, have a team to get behind, you know, but I talk about my mate Lemo, he he fully Mm. He goes, no, I, I, of course, I, I love football, but I'm a Hawthorne fan. Yeah. So I can't – I'm not that interested that to watch Collingwood yeah. versus Frio. Yeah. And do, I – yeah. yeah. So I was going to say, um, uh, do you reckon uh, if they got to the point where basically the women's and men's fixtures were the same mm. and there was sort of curtain raiser into the men's or vice versa? Vice versa. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> at that point – like because I, like, I think – your point is is very well made around the cro- like you need the cross pollination between the existing massive revenue generating men's footy yeah and you need the pollination you want them to be connected yeah and I think players I would say historically have found it very difficult to connect because they're never at the club at the same mm. time yeah they they're, they're often on holidays when some of the games are going yeah. on um, or they're in the midst of preseason when they don't have any interest in watching extra footy <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so Fair. yeah do you reckon that model where it's like okay so we were eighteen round or twenty three rounds or 22 games mm. and the men's and women's is the exact same. I mean, one, whether it's feasible or not, but yeah. do, do you think that's something that could be really useful? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I've always felt a bit split on that because I really feel like getting back to that conversation we were having earlier, like the vibe is so different yeah. at the games and the community and the people who are interested in women's footy are very different from the people who are interested in men's footy sometimes, not always. Yeah. Um, I go both, you know. Yeah, but, I go to both. Um, so I think Boy, like body avoids both. So you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> not at the community level. I, I actually quite like watching both at the community. Level. Yeah, I just don't yeah. like watching the AFL that much. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> not like it's an AFL podcast or anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you are talking about it. Um, yeah, no, I think so. I think like it would lose some of that appeal, yeah. like that more grassroots, like DIY suburban ground. Like it loses yeah. that. I think if you try and. But you know, I think that I think we need to do a mix, like, yeah. and I think that's what they're trying this season. Shifting it back so there's some overlap. Yes, yeah, and having double headers in you know finals time, and I think that's kind of a good time for it to kick off too, because obviously there's teams, you know, there's a lot of people out there are really depressed when the men's season finishes, yeah. and yeah. they've got another team to get behind, and maybe bringing it closer reminds them that hey, like we've got a women's team about yeah, to play. So, so hard, isn't it? Yeah. Like to your point, it's like we want the community feel. Yeah. Let's say that we max out and even out the fans. Well, if it's still at the community sport, we're not going to get as much gate revenue because no one's. Got, you yeah, that's right. Feel, you're gonna fit 2,000 people or 5,000 people at Witten Oval. But then, yeah, I mean, it's just so hard. Like, I don't know what the answers are. No, I, yeah, I don't. I think it's complex. I think there yeah. isn't an easy answer. Yeah. But I, I, all, yeah. All I can say on that is, is you know, yeah, it's, it's not an easy answer. So let's focus on the positives. We're going to play a game at Punt Road Oval. And yeah. we have never. I've never been to a game at Punt Road Oval in my <laughs> life. And as a footy nerd, yep. I'm so excited to go and watch. Yeah. And we're playing North Melbourne. I don't even have to deal with Richmond fans. <laughs> this is so good. And it's the day of the. It's the day of the men's grand final parade. So like, oh. I'm going to go watch a bit of the parade. I'll watch the Bulldogs go past, and then I'll go watch the women <laughs> at it, Punt Road Oval. Yeah, I mean, see that. See that makes a lot of sense to me. Like, yeah, yeah, still like. 
I'm so torn about like, do you want the product to stand, the AFLW product to stand by itself as something completely different so that to your point, you get the sort of, oh, the, the men's footy fan who still wants footy in their life in the off season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do you go the other way and just make them the exact same scheduling and times and dates and places and just make the clubs really, really cohesive as a, you know, men's and women's programs? Well, I think that cohesion has to happen regardless. Like, I think more needs to be done to make that happen. Yeah. Like, I still hear stories from, you know, the players, AFLW players saying that, you know, they're not allowed in the gym from this time to this time and because it might interrupt whatever the men are doing. Is that COVID though or is that, or is that just uh, There's rubbish. definitely some COVID now, but it originally it was like, yeah, there's, there's two separate schedules. But, yeah, I mean, like, to be fair, we, that's also the same for the VFL players. Like, yeah. they're not oh. allowed in there at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Well, they weren't historically mm-hmm. because, yeah, just they're the, they're the substitute team, essentially, right. the VFL. We're about we're about fifty minutes in. I think now is the time, Boydy. We are. Oh, we can do the crystal ball. We do the crystal ball. <laughs> we so could, I could spend hours talking about yeah. this. Just absolutely. Yeah. I find it a fascinating combination of like what would be perfect in the perfect world versus yeah. like the commercial element of it. Like mm. I'm just anyway, I find it fascinating. Yeah, no, this is, me too. This is your business degree yeah. <laughs> shining uh-huh. through and dreams. Uh-huh. Whereas I just want to talk about Jess Fitzgerald uh-huh. getting best on gram in the grand final <laughs> this She's year. Will it happen? Will it happen? By the way, uh-huh. shout out. I I'm sure some of them listen. Fitzy's brigade who oh. stand there on the in the yeah. forward pocket at Witten Oval. I love you all. There's about 40 of them. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know how many are directly related to I her. I think they're all related, like well, cousins. They like. are brilliant <laughs> humans and I love them. If I had a boy he's regard, there'd be like eight people there. <laughs> yeah. And Kate, me, Tess, no, no, no. Mitch Wallace, your dog. <laughs> and they'd be wearing Carlton scarves. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be heckling me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, maybe in this uh, space, as we predict the future, yeah. you play, to the best of your ability, the actual like realist, and Danny can yeah. play, play the oh. part of just Bulldogs. You know, yeah. Good, good. Yeah, all right, I like this. I like this. Yeah. So 2020, are we, what season are we calling this? <laughs> they're calling it 2023. No, they're not. Oh, no, they're, they're not? calling it 2022B. Oh. Season seven. It's it's not catching on, the season, B. Se- <laughs> season seven. I like cool. season seven. Season seven's all right, but name me a TV show that did well in season seven. <laughs> Maybe uh, Seinfeld? Yeah. I'm thinking. Friends. Simpsons? Yeah. What happened in Friends season seven? I don't know. <laughs> no. I just presume. Just kept going. I yeah, was okay. going to say, I would have said Friends not because I like it because it just kept going oh, yeah. for a long time. I got one. West Wing. West uh, Wing was really good. Simpsons. That was the election year. The Simpsons. Simpsons would have been strong <laughs> around seven. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> it's possible. Once we get into the 20s, we're really struggling. <laughs> it's limited. All right. So what, what's going to happen in 2020 B? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I've lost count. Um, look, I don't know. I think... There's obviously a full, um, you know, 18 teams. We've got a top eight. So, and we finished seventh last year. Um, That's a good number for us. Yeah, we would have yeah. got finals. We've this is a good number for us. Yeah, yeah nice work. Yeah, nice yeah. work. Hey, we've, hey. Got, we've got four expansion teams. I don't expect them to do exceptionally well. Oh, so. I'm a bit worried about Hawthorne just because oh. Beck Goddard is, is <laughs> a, a, a She's a, a brilliant coach. And, and genius. hilarious. And a, and a, have you ever met her? She's one of them. She's, she's a, a brilliant human. She's a crack up. So funny. Yeah, I don't think I've had the pleasure. Uh, yeah. We should, we would get her on this, but she'd talk about Hawthorne. So. Yeah, we don't yeah. care about Hawthorne. Well, yeah, it doesn't seem to mind. <laughs> semi-finals. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, anyway, look, I don't know. I think, I think we could make finals. I think – look, I'm being <laughs> slightly optimistic and that's not my job. But, look, we've lost Bonnie Too Good. 
Brooke Lachlan, Izzy Huntington, but Izzy Huntington's recovering from ACL. Um, I think Bonnie's a big loss, but I do. I am buoyed by the fact that we've got um, Kirsten McLeod coming back from concussion, ongoing concussion symptoms. Um, and we also have Gabby Newton, and she's going to be playing up forward. So I feel like both of those are you know, almost like new recruits, effectively. It's true. We do have some listener mail. Uh, Barry Webster, who is uh, famously, <laughs> uh, for those who don't know Barry, he got a membership to every AFLW club, but he actually goes for us. And we love Barry. He's yeah. a legend of a bloke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do we cover the loss of, of Bonnie and Brooke? Yeah, well, Bonnie, I think um, we've got Gabby, but I think Nell Morris-Dalton is the one who can really step into that role. Marie. Um, yeah, I love her. She, You have to get her on one day. Okay. Oh, really? Is she great? a personality. Absolutely. Like, strident feminist, like, got her own clothing brand, skateboarder. Oh, great. She's awesome. Um, I reckon Nell, she's a real confidence player and she's, I think, suffered from being a bit down in the pecking order and I think now she's going to be our go-to target. Um, yeah, I think Gabby, I think Kirsten McLeod for Brooke. Hopefully she can stay healthy because um, she really had a horrific time with her concussion. I did a big feature on that last year and, yeah. yeah it's horrible. Horrific, yeah. So, having seen it first, it's one of the most scary parts of our great game. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a massive issue going forward, but anyway. We also had a massive question from uh, Tim, uh, but I think we've answered a lot of it. It's just Have discussing we? like what you guys were talking about with the cohesion yeah. and whatnot. However, um, do, and we've, we've just touched on this. We are playing our home games at Carlton's home ground just because yep. of the Some. Whitnoval being re... Yeah. yeah, that's right. We're doing a couple in Ballarat. Two in Ballarat, two at Icon, one... At Punt Road, Punt is Road. that our home game? Okay, yeah. sweet. How uh, many games are we, is this season? It's not this many. Ten. Yeah. Ten rounds, yeah. Which so we don't play Richmond. That's hard to equalise, isn't it? Yeah, when you've got 18 teams. Yeah. It's well, not that, but that's because they only played a season, you know, you know, 20 minutes ago. No, but so. that is, that's the agreement. Like, the players really pushed hard for more rounds. Yeah. I want more rounds. It, it, so, yeah, I mean, like, just from a football perspective, you add in, like, heaps of, you know, team member change and you only play half the competition – it's like, how is anyone supposed to <laughs> basically not get a loaded draw? Exactly, like, you can't. You can't possibly equalise it. Nah. Nah. So, uh, and and so, you reckon we'll we'll make finals? Uh, <laughs> we're definitely going to win. Uh, <laughs> best and fairest, we're not. best and fair. Yeah, who uh, most impro- rising star like within oh. the club? Best, uh, and, best fairest. and fairest, can't leading goal Ellie. kicker. Jeez, and um, can't say Ellie because. <laughs> The pres- uh, I pres- presume the, yeah. the answer to the most of those questions is Ali Blackburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, best and fairest, Kirsty Lamb. Nice. Good um, answer. She did um, come equal first last season. She found another gear. Cool. She's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, what were the others? Uh, well, rising star, like within so the club, like best, best. Best first year? What do they call that? 40? Best, best first year? Best first year, yeah. yeah. Or, be- or second year if it's, you know. Um, oh, look, first year I really wouldn't know. Most but improved. Um, Most improved. Right. Oh, yeah, okay. most, oh, most improved. improved. Well, I thought last season Celine Moody, um, our oh, rock, yeah, she was she brilliant. Was, yeah. Although I think she actually won most improved, so that's kind of cheating. Um, <laughs> no, but she Izzy, was really amazing. Yeah, uh, Izzy Pritchard as well. She's very good, she's friend gone. of the show. Actually, do you know who's really underrated? Eleanor Brown. Oh, she's yeah, not in the club. She was she was runner up and best Ferris last right, season. Right, okay, understandable. Like yeah. she's maybe just because like you know because of her bright red hair, I can always tell when she's got the ball. Yep. But yeah, she's very like and her her ball usage is really spot on. Yeah, 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 brilliant. Um, top goal scorer. She would be so stoked that we're now playing in winter. 
Is he? Just as a redhead. <laughs> oh, I feel I feel yeah. the pain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nell for most goals. Um, oh, Nell Morris-Dalt. Yeah. Wow. Daisy Bateman coming across in Kangas should help too. She's kicked 22 goals in oh, 34 games. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Have we poached anyone else? Uh, yeah, we've got a few. Um, Who are you most excited about? Well, I, I am excited. What, yeah, what nickname Daisy. are we going for that? Patrick? Um, Well, the other one I like the look of is Millie Brown as well because she was at Geelong and you might know this, but she had a season off for mental health um, concerns and, yeah, yeah. she just – she wasn't sure if she wanted to play footy again um, but said she really missed it. So Surely her nickname is Bobby. (laughs) Millie Bobby Brown, star of Stranger Things. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, she was at Geelong, but I think she just really needed a change of scenery and is um, much happier reportedly. So The reverse dollhouse. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that. We should that. get you instead of on banners. We'll get you on nicknames. I will junior. do nickname. That's <laughs> actually one flaw in AFLW. There's a distinct lack of amazing nicknames. Well, it's <laughs> pretty, it's a bit like the men's, really. It's so like lacking in imagination, like Fitzy and Boydie and Kirsten McLeod's no, Macar. No, no, mine was um, tuberculosis. <laughs> really? <laughs> what? That's great. TB. Just, yeah, I get that it. Just, That's nice. That was just Murphs. Didn't catch on for some reason. Oh, mate. Well, <laughs> really? Handball. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. TB. It should be like Buccaneer. Tampa Bay. TB. They have the TBs on their thing. Yeah. But you've got to be more than just word association. There's got to be some sort of meaning behind it. Uh, Generally no, speaking, most of the nicknames, like I would say, pop up in like preseason camps and mm-hmm. um, when they first get to the club. Um, someone will tell them a silly nickname to give and then it sticks. And yeah. Like Horse Williams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, the takeaways, uh, listeners, uh, we've got to wrap it up. We've done over an hour now. The <laughs> takeaways are um, AFLW, we're, we're looking good. We should, we should be challenging for top four. Very exciting and a future is bright. <laughs> and Quite in the unquote, men's. Kate. Yeah, I said that exactly. You may not, you know, may have forgotten, but men play this game as well. It's, it's adorable. <laughs> they try their best. Um, Look, we're the only team to ever win it from seventh. Uh, What's the next step? Win it from eighth. Yeah. Correct. If we win it from ninth, I'll be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. Thank you, Kate, so much. No, um, what, thanks for having me. What should we plug of yours? <laughs> My work um, okay, on ABC. ABC. Just, just chuck it on ABC. <laughs> but are we talking don't have you? any entrepreneurial ventures that you have on the side? I don't have time for that. <laughs> what was Supercoach? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I used to do my Kick Like a Girl radio show for Triple R. But oh, yeah, that was sweet. It's on hiatus at the moment. Yes. Just, just don't have the time. <laughs> Full-time job, eh? Yeah, fair enough. Actually, if you want a good uh, community radio AFLW show, I recommend Chicks Talking Footy on Joy. Yeah, Joy. Yeah, uh, legends. My my friend Susanna Mott uh, hosts. Anyway, um, hey, thanks for joining us, Boydie. You got a book out. uh, You have a podcast and you also work for some accounting firm or whatever. (laughs) I do not work for an accounting firm. I work for a uh, technology company. That's the one. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a man of business. (laughs) But buy his book and uh, and and all of that. Uh, do I have anything to plug? Uh, my play Shakespeare Aliens is coming out again in October. If you want to see me do some Shakespearean nerdy stuff, and uh, yeah, I don't know, check out my TikTok. It's hilarious. Anyway, go dogs, go doggies. Today's episode was proudly brought to you by Eight Star Energy, creating energy for the future and power you can count on. Follow them on Facebook, Eight Star Energy. Give my childhood to that roar of the red, white, and blue sea. 
And the knowledge that you had to love The bulldog boys and me Twenty years on I feel that longing Hanging in September air But the reason I go every week Is to pretend you're still there And they will find the glory one day And I will throw it at your feet It's a long, long road they're running for you The dogs of Footscray streets Long, long road they're running for you The dogs and foot's gray streets